0: Fasten your seat i am taking you
1: for the ride this your life all right you primitive screw heads listen up
2: i am the monster that breathing men would kill it
1: might be a tumor that's not a tumor
2: i go out of my way for you i do everything to try and make you happy i feed you i clean you i dress you and what thanks do i get i am so-
0: so sorry.
2: Are you fucked? Are you fucked?
0: I am the writing on the wall, the whisper in the classroom. Without these things, I am nothing. So
1: now I must shed innocent blood. Dinner
0: is smooth. Save yourself from hell.
2: Listening to the Thirty Something Movie Podcast, one movie each week, thirty years in the making. <laughs> Would you believe it if I told you I made no changes to my voice whatsoever for that? <laughs> although, although I did play, I was working on editing some of that stuff together not that long ago. And uh, one of the kids was like, "Okay, well, the voice is creepy, but actually, you you've laughed like that before." It's like. <laughs> All right, that's awkward. <laughs> yeah,
1: in my, in my nightmares,
2: Dad. In my <laughs> Sorry. nightmares. Sorry. Right. Sorry, children. <laughs> daddy, Daddy didn't mean to sound so scary. <laughs> yeah. Well, we are uh, we are knee deep in Halloween and in, in October, and uh, in our horror movies, we uh, we started off with a little I don't know if you want to call it light fare. Uh, we started off with the witches, and then we went with Stephen <laughs> King's It, the 1990 version, and we are now. Um, about halfway through now we've got three more movies left this month and uh this week's one is jacob's ladder so i will go ahead and start by saying i had not seen this movie before so this will be this is a, a brand new one for me and i think that was probably true pat i know this was your first time watching it first time first time nice bo what about you first time Ooh, all right so first time for all of us excellent um Before we get started, I just want to do a very quick little spiel that we uh, do spoil the movies that we talk about. And that's actually where I want to stop for just a second and say, if you have not seen this movie, I highly recommend that you do not listen to our podcast first. You need to go see this movie first. If you have any inkling that you want to watch this movie, you need to go see it first, because as we talk about it, there are things in this movie that we will give away. We will spoil the kind of the, yeah. uh, resolution of this movie as it were. So, um, do not, do not listen to this show. If you want to watch this movie, do not listen to our episode until you have watched this movie and then come on back. We'll be here. We're not going anywhere. Nope. As long as you don't archive us in your podcast app, we're not going anywhere. And if nope. you do, why would you do that? Like, that's not, I don't think that's cool. It's kind of a jerk move. It kind of is jerk move, but you know, just, we're not, we're not calling people jerks. We're just, it's kind oh. of a, the move itself is jerkish. Exactly. Exactly. I don't think jerkish is a word. It is now. It is now. We can do whatever we want. It's um, now. So, uh, yeah. And then if you want to check out our website, 30podcast.com, and I, we are recording some of these a little bit ahead of time. But I'm going to go ahead and, and go out on a limb here and say that by the time you're listening to this episode, we probably will have our new website up.
1: Ooh. So. Ooh fingers crossed uh oh
2: hello
0: hello you're back that was awkward (laughs) little loose cable huh
2: okay lesson is don't touch the microphone well and and get a new microphone cable
0: I was gonna say I think it's It's, more the cable than the microphone it's it's always I've found it's
2: always the cable if I just I'm gonna just not touch anything so we
1: could call. Mm-hmm. Just look at jam. this. Look at this. It's an original, never been played. Never no, don't touch it. Don't <laughs> touch it. It's never been played. It's never <laughs> been touched. Well, can I look at it? No. In oh, fact, you've okay. seen enough.
2: Yeah. Move on. Um, so yeah, so by the time you listen to this, we may have our new website up and running. So, it's um Looking forward to that. It's, it's going to be very nice. It's got a whole bunch of different ways for people to listen to the show. It's going to have some other stuff. It's just kind of a, a, a slightly cleaner experience, and it's going to be a little bit easier to keep updated uh, for nice. me, which, you know, given life situations, easier is better.
0: Yes. Yes, sir.
2: So, um, part of the reason that we are able to update that website is because, and I didn't share this with you guys before we started recording, we now have our second patron on Patreon. What? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So we've got, we've got, Pod- wow. we've got Podrick from Ireland and we've got Jason Colvin from Oklahoma. No, <laughs> yeah. gosh, Jason. So. <laughs> So that's awesome. So both of those guys, uh, by the time you hear this, they probably have let me know what it's going to be. But both of those guys get to choose a movie for us to talk about. Um, So we're going to find out from them what movie. And and by now, by the time people are listening to this, I'm sure we probably already know what movie it's going to be. But here's another thing that I was thinking of. And I'll just I'll I'll throw this out there. Haven't talked to you guys about it yet. Um, Thank you, guys. Thanks.
1: Seriously. Thank you, guys. I mean, that's that is so humbling. I mean, thank you. Yeah, Yeah. so I didn't mean to interrupt, and, no. and I'm sure you're going to give a shout out, but Jason Coleman and, I mean, um, Surely You Can't Be Serious podcast, yeah. that's like that's like a must-listen. I yeah. mean, that is just awesome. You've got a
0: really cool awesome. one coming up. I just saw it on Facebook, but, well, by the time this comes out, it'll already be done. Oh, shoot. What is it?
2: Was it uh, Octopusy and Never Say Die?
0: Yes. Oh, yeah. yes. jeez. Mm-hmm. All right. A, a, a long-standing discussion in my family.
2: Okay. Never,
0: yeah. say wow. never again is, uh, I enjoy it, but yeah, not everyone does.
2: Yeah. So, that is so, that is great. So yeah, if you haven't checked out their show, you got to go check out the Shirley, you can't be serious yeah. podcast. Yeah. Uh, I think they're at Shirley podcast on Twitter. Um, But uh, yeah, so that was, that was just, that was so awesome. Uh, Thank you guys so much for that. Um, Thank you, Podrick as well uh, for, for being our patron on Patreon. And uh, so I'm going to float this out here to you guys. One of the things I was thinking of, um, you know, is is if we are able to get more and more patrons in here, uh, one of the things I've wanted to do with that is to potentially offer like a once a month members only podcast that we do. Where maybe we just sure. pick some kind of a random movie from the 80s or 90s or, or something like that. And, um, you know, one maybe we've never even heard of before. Like we could pick some weird ones uh, or we could pick some of the ones that maybe don't make it to our, our normal list. And we can throw those out there as kind of members only deals. So I haven't talked to you guys about that yet, but we'll just we'll air our dirty laundry out in public.
0: I know you had another thought for this, but that's an interesting thought about the uh, the lost first episode.
2: Yeah yeah do that too because we have talked about yeah. that so all kinds of good ideas all kinds of good stuff we yeah. can do so
1: if we could somehow get the audio from that first episode it might be kind of fun to like write up a transcript and read our lines
2: like just to redo the entire I, thing line from line
1: just kind of read it line from line okay so my reaction was huh awesome 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 okay then dennis says um, and we can even trade it up and like read as each other Mm -hmm. oh now see that's funny dennis (laughs) reads jeff pat reads
0: dennis (laughs) i'll read pats this is
2: Uh, good who who am i reading
0: well you're gonna read jason because it was the first podcast and then we got to get somebody to read you
2: okay yeah all right done I don't know who's going to transcribe that whole thing, but.
0: Yeah, I, well, that's problem number
2: 7 yeah. Let's, I, I We've got
0: to deal with the first six first.
2: I yeah. have the audio for that. I have the audio for that. I haven't gone back to try to listen to it in a long time, but it is not in good shape. So I, I would say, you know, God bless anyone who tries to do the transcribing of, of those four movies that we did. But yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so okay. that that was just a couple of ideas I was having for the uh, the Patreon deal, um, awesome. and, and part of our ability to uh, to do the updated website, which I've been wanting to do for a while, and kind of make that a little bit of a, a cleaner experience for people, is uh, is having those Patreon patrons. You know, that really helps us out. Um, you know, we we do the show because we love it, um, but obviously there are some costs involved, so um, we're we're not here to make any money, but uh, just to be able to help cover some of those costs as we do this show each week um, is very, very helpful. So thank you so much to all those that yeah. have um, donated to that so far. And and we hope that in return, we're giving you a good quality show every week and that you enjoy coming back. Because um, even though you're not here talking with us, we just kind of like to pretend that we're a, we're a bunch of friends having a conversation and that you're here with us. So hopefully you are um, yelling and arguing into your car stereo or AirPods or whatever you're listening to, um, right along with us. So, but yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for that. Um, let's see, I've already said, don't listen to this episode. If you, uh, if you don't want to be spoiled, cause this movie in particular, that's, that's going to be a big one. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't think okay. I got any new movie news at this point. Oh, no, I do. There is something I did want to mention really, really quickly. There is a rumor going around that uh, Henry Cavill, I was about to say Sir Henry Cavill, but I'm not sure he's a knight. Um, He's he'll always be a sir. He might be a niggot, though. He could be a kniggot. I really confused Nora the other day when I started talking that way. Oh no. (laughs) I was trying to explain to her how British people um, pronounce things differently. And then I was pronouncing all of them wrong. I was like, yes, they call them kniggots. She's like, what? Yes, knickets. Mm, nasty English cannigots. Don't, 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 yeah. don't you don't you can know about knickets? She's like, Dad, I that no, that doesn't make any sense. I said, Yes, it's like schedule and shul. Everything is just you pronounce it differently and aluminium. And uh yeah, she's getting kind of frustrated with me.
0: Aluminium and schedule are mm-hmm. my favorite two, mm-hmm. I will say.
2: Mm-hmm. Schedule and, and shul. I have to go to shul to get my schedule. <laughs> <laughs> oh. mm-hmm. The poor Brits. (laughs) We're not going to get any British people joining our Patreon group now.
1: Hey, as long as we get the Irish.
2: That's true. That's true. Well, we have one, one down and I don't know, a few million left to go, but that's totally fine. Um, so, uh, so yes, anyway, um, Henry Cavill, I did hear the other day that there is a rumor flying around that he is going to come back and play Superman again, potentially for two or three movie appearances. So I thought that was very Girl. exciting because I I have been waiting for Man of Steel two ever since the end of Man of Steel, and I never got Man of Steel two, and I was not very happy when I heard that he was not going to be playing Superman anymore. So now I am happy that potentially he will be playing Superman again. So as long as they're not jerking me around here, mm-hmm. then um, John will be a happy boy.
1: Yes, oh. that would that would be good. I hope that they're not jerking you around either.
2: Yes, I also um did you also did you guys happen to see the mandalorian season two trailer
0: yeah i have not oh
2: yeah it's good stuff yeah i
0: did however receive an a late anniversary gift early birthday gift from my wife today yeah and i should say maybe i should say my cats received an early gift
2: did you you get them a little pod like the baby yoda pod no, oh, no. That'd be fun but, to have float around in that.
0: Yes, yes, it would. I'm going to have to turn off my my virtual background here so you can see what I'm about to show you. But we oh, got nice. a baby Yoda today very in the nice. mail. Wow. That's, That's a picture of the cats inspecting their new friend. Very
2: nice. That's awesome. Well played. And, and your, your, really baby cool. Yoda, your baby Yoda has feet. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. We have a baby Yoda. It does not have feet. Oh, it has like, it, it's like weighted and has beans in the bottom, but it does oh, not have feet.
0: Okay. So okay. it, it kind
2: of stands up on its own because of it's, because it's weighted. Um, gotcha. but it looks, I mean, it looks a lot like that one. It's got a hard plastic head. Um, but now I'm I'm a little bit jealous. I got the one, uh, I think I got mine from target and it was just the baby Yoda figure. Now for $5 less, Costco is selling a, an exclusive one where it's the exact same baby Yoda, but it comes with a little Mandalorian pendant um, that you also can wear. It's large enough that a, a full size person can wear. Nice. (laughs) And it comes with the little, um, the little ball on the top of the lever. From the ship that the that he always takes off and tries to eat, and it comes okay. with it, and it comes with a bowl of soup, and it comes with a frog. So now I'm like, can I go buy that one and like give my other one to Nora? Sure. Now th- th- the problem I ran into is Nora was like, "Well, I want that one for my birthday," was, but Daddy wants that one for his any day.
0: Yes, <laughs> Daddy wants his for his. I work hard for this money, so I get it now. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> You have to wow. wait for you have to wait for special occasions. I am a special occasion. I <laughs> am. Right. That's right. I, I am the judge dread of gifts. Yes. Mm-hmm. Copy uh, that
1: down. Copy that down. I am the special occasion.
2: All right. Well, much like a freshman mixer, that was awkward. Um <laughs> <laughs> mixer yeah, i barely know her uh, oh. <laughs> oh there it is oh man <laughs> that demon in this movie knew her mm. whoa man I, speaking of freshman mixer like that mm,
0: <laughs>
2: never seen anything like that on the dance floor
0: no all no. right well
2: anyway so yes we had a, a slight mixer malfunction here it was a large leak very dangerous but i think we got it under control now and we should be okay to keep going. It's um, fine here. Thanks. We're fine here now. Thank you. How are you? Um, so, yes. So, I think uh, I think we'll just, we'll let it sit there and, and think about its life choices. And Do you and, have an and,
0: operating number for
2: that mixer? <laughs> What's your operating number? Who is this? What's your operating number? <laughs> I'm not going to say boring conversation anyway, because I'm here with you guys. And that's never a boring conversation.
1: Right. I just want to know, TK421, why are you not at your post? Why are Mm -hmm. you not at your post? Okay, Star Wars people, I know that was a different scene. Okay, stop hating me on
2: FaceTube. Mm -hmm. Just upset Star Wars people. The battle does not go well, home one. (laughs) (laughs) Now I've made a lot of people angry.
0: (laughs) Yes, you have. You just
1: crossed the streams, my friend.
2: And, And frankly, I'm okay with that.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, you know what? Let's let's back this up a little bit because I'm, it's I'm, the end of the world as we know it. There you go. I realize and see, I have all my like Halloween stuff going here and I completely forgot to play the uh, the scary uh, version of the news sound that I've got here when I was talking about the Henry Aww. Cavill stuff. So hold on. We'll back it up. Pretend we didn't back say it. anything. Back it up. <laughs> well,
0: that'll give me a chance to look at <laughs> the thing I here was thinking. <laughs> okay. okay. All
2: right. So now I,
0: I just watched a movie with Henry in it okay. and it was really good. Oh, no no really. really?
2: Okay. Yeah, I'm going to pretend we didn't Killell? say anything, anything about Henry Cavill being Superman again. All right, here we go. I have some news. <laughs> I'm not even going to edit this out. I'm just going to... What kind of news? <laughs> the news was so big. Okay. Okay. <laughs> 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 All right, the news all the news that's new and scary um but this news is not scary yes superman henry cavill thank you please thank you sir may i have another um i really hope he's back don't don't tease me okay bo what was your thing you had
0: oh i was just gonna say i saw henry cavill in a movie this weekend i oh. took some time to watch some you know, movies that not like fantastic films or anything, but I, you know, it's just enjoyable movies. I caught up on the Mission Impossible series. I hadn't seen the last two and Henry Cavill was in Fallout from 2018.
2: I still have not seen Fallout.
0: It was really good. I don't know if I was just in the perfect mood for that type of movie, but I enjoyed the heck out of it. So there you go. Nice. I also saw and I think I texted you guys while we were watching that one. um, Watched a movie called The Gentleman. This weekend, oh, and I was significantly impressed with it. That is not something I I often say about a movie I had never heard of. Um, but it's Matthew McConaughey, Charlie Hunnam, all right, all right, all, right. Daughery, all right, Jeremy Strong. It was very Colin Farrell's in it. It was very good. Nice Guy Ritchie. Cool directed
2: it oh nice (laughs) and then
0: has everybody seen the new commercial yes (laughs) yes
2: which one is it the mark hamill one i haven't seen that one yet
0: yes oh my god i still watching the news and i made my wife rewind the news because oh what was that that just happened on my tv
1: that that was like old school awesome commercials like that yeah. was that was legit that was pretty cool that was pretty I, cool
0: i scoured the internet for 10 minutes hoping there was a longer version of the commercial i was like oh maybe there's more doesn't seem like it seems like it's just the the quick hit but
2: Bo, i think you've lost over something very important here you can rewind the news how far back how far back can we rewind the news? <laughs> so, Unfortunately, me. You, not you to know, 2019. If you, know I've this, tried. if you know the secret, please tell me how far back we can rewind the news. Tell me now.
0: Usually, 30 minutes is about all I got.
2: <laughs> that does me no good. <laughs>
0: no, no, it doesn't. All
2: about, right. If we just give it thir- more, if we just give it more power, I bet we can do it. How about 30 weeks? I, can we rewind it back it, 30 Captain.
0: weeks? <laughs> I'm giving it all she's
2: got. Oh <laughs> <sighs> yeah.
1: Well, here we all are. Well, speaking of 2020,
2: Jacob's Ladder. (laughs) Right. Jacob's Ladder. (laughs) The metaphor for the year we're all in. So, yes, this Mm -hmm. episode is all about Jacob's Ladder.
0: ladder.
2: I got to tell you, I was totally bummed when that was not in the soundtrack. (laughs)
0: <laughs> i don't know that it would have fit uh anywhere this, although i
2: suppose you, at the beginning you could if, have tried if, it i don't know this is not a huey if, lewis type if, movie <laughs>
1: no if this, if this would have hit if that would have hit in the credits sort of like blue moon hit for american werewolf and <laughs> oh there you go i mean yeah. could that could that have changed this whole movie on its ear
2: right that would have been okay we've already said spoilers so we're just gonna we're gonna keep yeah, going spoilers. here but spoilers that, that would have been like you get to the last scene of the movie and it's like okay gabe let's go up the stairs. Hey, been good hey, that would have totally changed the movie but actually you know what yeah. i i kind of want to i don't know i think i'm gonna go you find wanna, you i think i'm to go edit it i think after we're done tonight i think i might go to youtube find the final scene in the movie and, and go do just, that
1: just do the final scene <laughs> that or even just put it in with blue moon mm-hmm. you know it ends it i mean just oh my god that was just one of the
2: greatest i don't know what i don't care how people feel about that movie that is still to me one of the greatest endings of a movie ever that. I really don't care how you because it's just the the whole. I know we talked about this when we did that episode, but like just that whole scene he gets gunned down in the alley she's crying the police show up it's dramatic you see his dead naked body on the ground and all of a sudden bomb dang 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 ding dong ding blue moon yeah that whole thing
1: i was <sighs> i was, I was laughing
0: now that's going to be in my head all night
1: thank you very that's right. much you're welcome bomb bomb
2: right. <laughs> I am I am the special occasion. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think we may have found your nickname, John. I think special occasion. Special occasion. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: We got Love Fest and the Special Occasion. The
2: special occasion. Is that like the situation? That's like the situation. Yes. (laughs) Yes, it is. All right. John the special occasion read. All right. I I, hey. That's better than Mad Midget. That's what my nickname used to be.
1: It's true. It's uh, mm-hmm. true.
2: Yeah. You, you
1: should think about dropping the the. Just John special occasion read. John special occasion.
2: Okay.
0: I think there are times when oh. both come in handy.
2: Yeah. You want the. <sighs> I mean, it, it the the is a little pretentious. It but sometimes just, you need that and you've definitely earned it. Because am I the special occasion or am I a special occasion?
1: Well, I, I'm going with I'm going with love fest on this one. I think you want to have the both options singular. Okay.
2: All right. Well, our movie this time around is Jake. I'm not going to play the music again, uh, is Jacob's ladder. And, uh, I think we've already, well, i I'll jump into kind of the background on the movie, but, uh, I think we've already established that this was our first time watching this one for all of us. So this will be a fun one to talk about. Mm-hmm. Jacob's ladder came out on the 2nd of November, 1990 rated R for many obvious reasons. Um, you, if you haven't seen the movie yet, you'll find out very quickly. Um, Rated uh, rated R, runtime of one hour and 53 minutes, directed by Adrian Line, who also did Flashdance, Fatal Attraction, and Indecent Proposal. Producer on this one was Alan Marshall, who also did Starship Troopers, Showgirls, and Midnight Express. Writer was Bruce Joel Rubin, who did Ghost, Deep Impact, and The Time Traveler's Wife. And the one that I didn't record in here, but then I thought was kind of funny after watching this movie, Stuart Little 2. The same person that wrote this movie... Wrote Stuart Little, too. Hmm. Chew on that one for a little while. That's choice. Mm-hmm. hmm Well, when you hear the stories of what led him to write this movie, then you're like, oh, <laughs> okay. Cinematography was done by Jeffrey L. Kimball, who also did Top Gun, Mission Impossible 2, and Star Trek Nemesis. Music was done by Maurice Jarre, who died in 2009. Who also did Lawrence of Arabia, Dr. Zhivago, and Ghost. Budget for this one was twenty five million. Box office was twenty six point one million. So it it you know just kind of made back what it had uh, cost to make it. Flick metrics, uh, I, I again couldn't get fl- flick metrics to work for me. So I did pull up Rotten Tomatoes. The critic score is a seventy two percent, and the audience gave it an eighty four percent. Cinema score did not have a score for this one. Uh, sometimes that's just because it maybe didn't open up in enough uh, screens to be able to do a cinema score type deal for it. Starring Tim Robbins as Jacob Singer. He was in Bull Durham, The Shawshank Redemption, and Mystic River. Elizabeth Pena, who died in 2014, played Jesse. She was in Rush Hour, La Bamba, and The Incredibles. Danny Aiello, who died in 2019, played Lewis. He was in Do the Right Thing, Moonstruck, and Hudson Hawk. Matt Craven played Michael. He was in A Few Good Men, Crimson Tide, and X-Men First Class. Pruitt Taylor Vince played Paul. He was in JFK, The Cell, and the TV series Deadwood. Jason Alexander played Geary. He was in Pretty Woman, Seinfeld, and The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Patricia Callenber played Sarah. She was in Signs, Limitless, and the TV series 30-something. That's a good name. Uh, Eric LaSalle played Frank. He was in ER, Logan, and Coming to America. Ving Rhames played George. He was in Pulp Fiction, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, and most of the Mission Impossible movies. And then Lewis Black, uh, a little bit part for Lewis Black here, one of the only serious roles I think I might have ever seen him play. Uh, he played Jacob's doctor. He was in the movie Inside Out and The Daily Show. After returning from the Vietnam War, veteran Jacob Singer, played by Tim Robbins, struggles to maintain his sanity. Plagued by hallucinations and flashbacks, Singer rapidly falls apart as the world and people around him morph and twist into disturbing images. His girlfriend, Jessie, played by Elizabeth Pena, and ex-wife, Sarah played by Patricia Calimber, try to help, but to little avail. Even singer's chiropractor friend, Lewis, played by Danny Aiello, fails to reach him as he descends into madness. Madness.
1: Every day, Jacob Singer goes to work.
0: What's wrong? Oh, this is one of those days. And every day, he wonders
1: what is happening to him. Maybe it's the pressure, Jake. They're like
0: demons, Jess. They weren't human. What were they, Jake? Let
1: me look at your hand. You yeah, have very strange lines. See, according to this, you're already dead. <laughs>
2: wrong Jake they're coming after me I don't don't know who they are or what they are but they're gonna get me and I'm scared Jake I've seen them too maybe the demons
0: are real
1: he's running 106 feet this is Bob Barry
0: I can get rid of the demons who are you I can block the ladder who are you taking me Where am I? Where do you want to go? Home. This is your home. You're dead. I'm not dead.
1: What are you then? I'm alive.
2: All right. Very, very creepy movie. So we'll just start off with this one. First time we've all seen this one. um, One word, short phrase. How did watching this movie make you feel?
1: I thought it was awesome. I I was like, I, I was hooked into it. I was hooked in like edge of my seat. <laughs> I'm trying to keep it all to one word, but I'm throwing multiple <laughs> one words at you. That's I mean, funny. I was, uh, I was hooked, intrigued, intrigued on like, like intrigued times like a million, you know what I'm saying? Not just intrigued, but whatever the, the higher evolution of intriguedness is. That was me with this movie.
0: I know. I, I didn't quite get to Pat's level of intrigue, but it definitely kept my interest more than I was expecting from the limited information I had going in. It definitely tells a good story and keeps you engaged. That's the word. Engaged. Mm-hmm. Engaged. <laughs> I knew I was walking into that. I yeah. knew it, and I did it anyway. Mm-hmm. And
1: That's yeah, all right. That's sometimes right. you got, sometimes you got to spring the trap. Mm-hmm. It's true.
2: Uh, yeah, for me, I, I gotta go. Um, I think I'm going to go to the, the pat levels of things. I'm going to say excited. <laughs> like this was one, uh, but, th- but also like thoroughly creeped out, yeah. like excited, but creeped out. I mean, this was a creepy, creepy movie. Um, but it was one of those movies where, and I, I don't think I'm, well, this is my opinion. So I can say whatever I want to say. Um, this is one of those movies where as I was watching it, I went in with no expectations at all. I knew, I knew nothing about this movie before I started it. I didn't even look at the synopsis. All I knew was that we had set it aside. Like it, it had gotten some good recommendations. And so that's why it kind of made it to our final list. And, and I knew that it was a horror movie. So it was going to go in October. Other than that, I knew nothing about this movie going into it. And as I got even a third of the way, halfway through this movie, I I just got this, this, I got this sense of I'm watching something very different, like maybe by today's standards, you know, other people have paid tribute to it. Other people have copied it. Um, but I felt like I was watching something special.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: So that's, that's why I'll say excited. Um, and then as I started to kind of dig into like the history of this movie and how it got made and, And, you know, some of the techniques that they use, things like that, I'm like, okay, well, now that's even cooler now that I know some of those things, because I was able to pick up on, you know, little things here and there that I'm like, oh, you know, that's kind of cool. That kind of reminds me of. And then when I did, when I did some other digging later on, I'm like, that's why that reminds me of that, because that's exactly what they were going for. Um, And a lot of it was stuff that at different points in my life in terms of my, my enjoyment of horror movies and, and some of those, some of the the, the bits and pieces of that genre it's um it tied in a lot of those things so that's my long-winded way of say exi- of saying excited and a little creeped out got it okay well let's let's start with this so first time we've all seen it so so we don't need to talk about first time we saw it because it was now um What did you, I mean, did you have any idea, Bo, you said you kind of came in with limited information. I know I just said I came in with no information at all. Um, did you know anything about this movie going into it? Like as you started watching, did you have any kind of a sense of, yeah, I read the synopsis, so I kind of knew what to expect or were you just going in completely blind?
0: I had looked it up, um, more for my wife's edification than mine. So she could decide if she wanted to watch it with me. Mm -hmm. Um, so I knew kind of the roundabout nature of it. Um, I think going in, I was expecting more horror than I got. OK? Not that it wasn't creepy, but it wasn't It wasn't your average horror movie. OK. It had more depth to it than a lot of horror movies have, I think what i consider horror movies anyway Mm -hmm. you know horror like any genre has levels um, so i think my definition of horror is definitely stretched that in a good way yeah great way
1: so is it, is it maybe like, you know, like Freddy Krueger didn't come jumping out of the woodwork at him? Yeah, or th- exactly. Th- like They that, weren't opening know. up a, a, a portal to hell and demons were coming out doom style, you know. Right, like there wasn't was a that-
0: you know, there wasn't a guy running around with a chainsaw in his arm or yeah, you know you weren't screaming at the TV, don't go in there you know, that sort of thing. Right. So it, it, it And maybe the best way to say it is it challenged my limited definition of horror. Mm.
1: Okay. Good.
2: Yeah. And like I said before, for me, I went in completely blind to this, you know, not really knowing what to expect at all, not knowing anything about the story. And I mean, I, I think that really helped. Like I didn't have any preconceived notions going into it and there was just, I always like, I've talked about this before, I like a good time travel movie, and I felt like in different ways this was, you know, while at first it kind of seemed like it was some type of a, like a drug-induced messing with time kind of a deal, but I could tell quickly that we were going to be jumping back and forth to different um, pieces in his timeline, and at first I kept thinking, you know, that not that this was a time travel movie, but that this was a you know, his, that we're inside his mind and we're, we're dealing with whatever it is that he's dealing with coming back from the Vietnam war. Um, and then knowing that potentially it was related to, a, a drug experiment that, you know, or, or some kind of a chemical weapon that he was exposed to when he was in Vietnam and that kind of jumping around of the different timelines and time periods. Um, I was like, okay, that's cool. It's, it's not a, it's not a time travel movie, but we're dealing with the psychological piece of this and I, mm-hmm. I really like the way that they're doing this. I think they're handling it really well. Um, and then as the movie goes on, obviously that, you find out, no, <laughs> there's, there's there's more to this than, than just Vietnam and all that other stuff. And and I just, I thought everything in it was, you know, before we dig into like the actual plot of the movie and, and kind of go through and talk about some of the major scenes, that just kind of overall for me, that was kind of a a very pleasant surprise was that we started with a story of, I, I thought I was dealing with someone who was a, a broken person coming back from Vietnam and, and dealing with that Um, Even years later, after having come back from the war into a movie that had a much bigger, well, simultaneously a much bigger and much smaller scope to it.
1: Yeah, no, I hear I hear what you're saying, because I I went through the progressions, too. Oh, it's this. Oh, no, it's not that it's it's this. Here's the plot. Okay, And then you kind of realize, all right, he's trying to figure out what reality is. And then it's like, okay, so this must be the plot. And then, like you said, it it took you through three or four different levels. And that's where I started feeling like, oh, I've seen this plot before in this movie or that movie or this TV show episode or whatnot. And, yeah, it was just the levels. Like as he was going through the different quote unquote realities, you're trying to figure out in a way you're kind of taking the journey with him. You're trying to figure out what the movie is. You know, you're trying to figure out the plot. You don't know more than he does. And as he's getting kind of lost and confused and trying to figure out what's going on, you're getting lost and confused and trying to figure out what's going on. So, yeah, that that kept me definitely edge of my seat intrigued all the way through.
2: Well, that was just it. And I think that's the that's the thing this movie does so well is it pulls you in to feeling what he's feeling even if you have no clue what's going on, like there were times in the movie that I had no clue what was going on. I'm like, I'm I'm feeling a little lost here, but especially as you get further into movie, into the movie and you realize you're supposed to feel lost because he feels lost because when you find out what's been going on the whole time, you're like, <laughs> uh Oh, well played, very well mm. played. um, And so the fact that I kind of felt that the entire time the movie was going on, like i'm i feel this feels awkward it feels dirty it feels lonely it feels you know all the different things that that as as he's going through this experience you're going through the experience with him and i felt like more so than a lot of other movies i feel like i've seen lately um that was well done like other times yeah. i other times i feel like i'm i'm being like led on a leash through the plot of a movie and and I'm, you know, being told that I need to feel this way. This movie actually made me feel that way. Um, You know, I was, I was fully along there with him in everything he was going through. Yeah. Now, one of the things that I did read is the original, the writer of this movie, um, his original idea for this was kind of based on a couple of different things. He, In college, I think it was in college, or at least in the 60s, um, at this one point in time, somebody had brought over to his apartment a um, kind of a a vial, a dropper that had um, some uh, pure LSD in it. I think it was
0: uh, wonderful. And
2: and I believe he took the entire thing. Oh, Oh. (sighs) And so he had these very vivid hallucinations. Um, you don't say. Yeah. And uh, when he came out on the other side of it, um, you know, I, and, and I think in an interview that I was listening to earlier, you know, he said, I, I didn't really know at that point in time. Like, I didn't know what I was going to do with my life. I didn't know what my purpose in the world was. And he said, after that, he's like, after I got through that, you know, acid trip, I came out on the other side. It was like, okay, well, my purpose is to, show people what I saw or my purpose is to, you know, tell stories. My purpose is, so he felt like he had a purpose coming out on the other side of it. Um, and then some of the imagery I think that shows up in this movie are some of the things that he saw when he was hallucinating. The other piece of that, when he started writing this movie was, it was kind of based off of a dream off of a nightmare that he had. And it was the scene in the subway. So very beginning of the movie. And and as he started to write this, he wrote that scene, um, just with the character in mind, because it was, it was almost step for step every point in his nightmare that he had. Um, And at the time when he wrote that scene, he didn't know anything else about the character. He's like, he didn't have the Vietnam stuff fleshed out. He didn't have anything else fleshed out. Um, Interesting. He just, he had this nightmare where he was on the subway and he got off the subway at a station and every entrance was blocked. It was either blocked or it was locked up or whatever. And he recalled thinking in his nightmare I'm trapped. I'm in hell. And then, and he suddenly woke up and he thought I was just in hell and, and I got to write this down. And so then he went to go Mm -hmm. write it down. And that was kind of the, that was the beginning of this story. That was the only scene that he had in mind. And then from there, it just kind of, it kind of took off. And the rest of it got filled in later on. Um, But that was, and that too, I mean, for the movie to start off with that scene, that scene in the subway, I mean, you get a pretty good sense right away that obviously, some things are off. Like it's not Mm -hmm. just weird, creepy late at night, New York city kind of stuff. It's something's off about this. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: And I think they do a great job of making you feel that way. Like Mm -hmm. the way they shot it and the way the, the camera angles, the music, the whole, everything does a good job of keeping you off balance. Yes. And they put little breadcrumbs out there that you might pick up on. You might not.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Well, I feel like I need to watch it again to pick up mm-hmm. on those breadcrumbs. Like, I, I feel like there's a lot that I've missed. You know what I'm saying? Like any of these movies, it'll it'll never be fresh the second time. You know, it'll always be spoiled a little bit because you've already. But you're just going to pick up on so much more so you can appreciate how they put it together. Because I feel like I feel like I missed a whole bunch of this movie. And it wasn't because I was like on my phone while I was watching it. Like I was straight up watching this thing, Mm -hmm. but it was okay. I I know there were, like you said, little clues or hints or whatever to kind of, it's very dense.
0: It is not a,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: Simple watch for sure.
2: No, No, It, it is not. And the creepiest thing about that subway scene is when he gets out of the, when he gets out at the station and he's looking around and everything's all blocked off. And, and then he starts to go down that tunnel Um, and then he hears the voice go Winston. (laughs) That was the creepiest part of the movie for me. That's what threw you off a little bit. Yeah. That was, I was like, wait a minute. I, mm, I feel like I've seen this somewhere before. Nice. Yeah. That's exactly what I thought of though. When he starts walking down that tunnel. (laughs) Oh yeah. I was like, Oh yeah. Ghostbusters too. I basically, what I've learned from horror movies is don't ever ride the subway in New York city. Right. Yeah. Yes. And I was really afraid for him, you know, that like everything was wet down there, and, and all I remember hearing is, you don't touch the third rail, and I'm like, well, what if the third rail is underwater? That feels like it's not a good combination to have electricity and yeah. water going well, they, down there.
1: They did show him stepping over the third rail, right? They did, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And I gotta say, like, that whole scene where he jumps out of the way of the train, and yeah. the train goes by, and there's all the people on the train with just the faces, mm-hmm. and that that that's one of the, that's, that's one of the props I got to give this movie is there were no, there were no special effects in this movie. Like everything that was done was just, it was just, it was shot that way. Even the scenes where you had the people doing the creepy head shaking, um, it was shot at four frame, four frames per second and then sped up to 24 frames per second. So you got that effect,
1: Uh, Mm -hmm. but they did
2: not do any kind of, you know, digital effects, optical effects. They didn't do anything like that. Everything was as it was shot live in the movie. Um, so you know, the, every time you had the train go by or a car go by and you had the people with the creepy faces, I mean, that's, that's one of the things I really liked about this is you had moments in the movie where, you know, things did certainly get gory and disgusting and, and graphic, that those were not the parts that were as affecting as just the creepy faces in the windows. Oh yeah. Like that was enough. The creepy faces in the windows of the, the train car, the subway car and the cars driving by on the street. That was plenty. Um, and the movie did it so well.
1: Yes. Agreed. Cause if I remember right, the, Did they show when he was on the subway? There was some monster-looking thing in there, right? Wasn't he looking at someone laying down or something? And there was like a, like a.
2: There was a, yeah. There was a guy laying down, and he had like a. I think it was like a, a tentacle or something that was yeah. like right, yeah. writhing around while he was laying there, and.
1: And so yeah, you're just, and that's where it is. You're like left to. Uh, you know, pick up the pieces. Oh, it's a, this, there's going to be a monster. It's a monster movie. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I guess not. It's going in a different direction. Oh, it's a, a PTSD movie. Right. No, not quite. It's about these guys being experimented. At. Oh, wait a minute. No, it's something. Yeah. It's really, they, they present you with all these different pieces that, that, that confuse what this thing is really about.
2: Yeah. Well, and you get these, you know as we are as we are messing with the timeline a little bit, you do jump back and forth a little bit to Vietnam. Uh, then you mm-hmm. jump to the scenes where he's with uh, Jesse. and then right. you you occasionally you jump to scenes where he's with his kids and he's with his his now ex-wife. Um, but then you've got also these little scenes of, you know they they just happen to somebody brings photographs of his life and his kids before he was with Jesse. And, and so you're kind of thrown off a little bit about, well, well, what's going on, you know, when does this take place and what's going on here? And then she starts to get, you know, some of the ways that she treated him. I was like, wow, that, that wasn't very kind. Like she takes all the photos and throws them away because it it made him upset. Um, And it made him kind of reminisce about his previous life and his son Mm -hmm. that died and, And then when you get further on into the movie and I, I mean, we, we just, we, I don't know that we can really avoid it too much when you get further on in the movie and you find out that he's basically, he's basically being, he's kind of hovering, I don't know if you want to say between heaven and hell or whatever it is. And that they make a, and I'm trying to remember, I was going to write it down, but I didn't. They make a comment at one point that it was, if you, that these, these creatures, That are Mm -hmm. there as you're going through this, they are either angels or demons, depending on how willing you are to let go of your life. Like they will either help you along Uh your way or they will torment you along your way, but that they are the same thing. Yeah. And so that was I and that's another thing, like you said, Pat, I want to watch through it a second time because I want to. I want to make sure I understand that the way it was kind of explained in the movie, but it makes sense because there are, there are times where, you know, Jesse is, you know, she's making him, she's making him happy. Like he, he loves being with her. Um, you know, she's fun, but then she'll turn around and she's got a temper. Mm -hmm. And as the movie goes on, like she starts to get, there are times that like, as you think before, you know, this has anything to do with his, you know, with, with him potentially dying and and going on to the afterlife. um, Yeah. And you think maybe it's just a nervous breakdown. There were times where she just is downright mean. And I was like, wow, what this guy is going through this and, and you're giving him a hard time. Yeah. Like that's not cool. And then when you realize that potentially she is either an angel or a demon, mm -hmm. then you understand why she can do that back and forth. Right based on based on this movie's own mythology of of what angels or demons are
1: right and and again and boy and now i'm beginning to wonder like did i even understand the ending like I, when we get to the ending i'm hoping that i understood it correctly but even if i didn't it's going to be that much more of like a you know mind exploding type thing but when you when you heard that like at first i was you know, like in Spaceballs with the giant combs, like, sir, are we being too literal? You know, like I was like, oh, okay, so then that, that's the demons are and the angels are going to show up, John Constantine t- style, you know, and uh, that's what this is going to be. And it was like, no, not exactly. But then it was like, they're talking about it more figuratively. No, no, maybe they're not. Maybe they're talking literally, but just not in the literal sense that. I always think of when I think of like action movies that involve angels and demons. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I don't know. It's really, it's really elusive. And the more I talk about it, the more I like it, but the less I realize I understand. Mm-hmm. So,
2: well, for what you, it's worth. Yeah. And, and you spend a decent amount of the movie thinking that it's just a guy having a nervous breakdown. Right. That like he's having trouble just dealing with life and that maybe it stems from you know, his time in Vietnam and the trauma of his son dying and, and all of that. Um, and then you, because you get those scenes where he tries to go see his doctor and then they start telling him that doctor doesn't exist. Yeah. And they're like, well, wait a minute. That's weird. Like why?
0: But then somebody says the doctor was in an accident. Right. And it just, yeah.
2: And, and the receptionist has that weird, creepy, like bone thing in the back of her head.
0: Mm hmm. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Um then you know something's really off when you get to the scene where they're at this house party and um let's just say strange things happen on the dance floor. Yeah. That was uh I was not prepared for that scene. No. I'm I'm not sure any I mean I've I was going to say are you
0: ever prepared for that?
2: No. Really? I'm, I've I've heard of Japanese comics that deal with that kind of stuff, but I no. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I was not. <laughs> the, yeah. The dance did not go well, Enterprise. <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, that was, that was intense, and that was the one scene in the movie that, you know, with everything else, and I'm just trying to remember, I'm trying to remember back, and I was looking at my notes, and I was like, were, were there any other scenes that were as visually graphic as that movie? And I don't think so. Right, not that movie, that scene. Um, in the movie, no, it was,
0: it was. I think that's what makes it so jarring is it was a little out of place. Yeah. Yes.
2: But yeah, it was. I mean, that was kind of the. That to me was kind of the turning point of the movie, and and, and maybe that was how it was supposed to be, because mm-hmm. he he does have kind of a freak out at that party based on what he's seeing, um, and that's the point at which everything really starts to go downhill for him. Right. You know, you see the people like the, the weird shaking head effect and yeah, you know, all of that. And it just, yeah, that, that whole scene. And then apparently, so here's, here's these little clues that you get um kind of peppered throughout the movie that you might not have picked up on if you didn't know some of the history of it, or if you didn't know that this was, um, you know, some type of a, a story about a, a man fighting for his soul or, or whatever. Um, the song that's playing the James Brown song, uh, my thing okay, is from James Brown's, uh, album from 1974 called hell. Huh? So, so you get all these little things like the subway, he sees the sign that you think is just kind of like a, maybe it's some kind of a religious advertisement that was put on the subway. You see, or it was, I think it was an anti-drug thing maybe, um, you know, that just says hell. And then this song, you know, kind of hidden in there is that this is from an album called hell and you just get more yes. and more of these little bits and pieces throughout. Now, I did want to talk about real quick the that scene and, and kind of that, that scene at the party and the, the, the dance and everything else that you don't really see when this demon appears, you don't see much of this demon, but it very much had a sense of, and this is why when I, I went into this not knowing anything and and coming out on the other side of it. I was like, nope, no, that makes, that makes total sense as to why I enjoyed this movie. Um, Mm -hmm. is that if I wanted to veer towards the, the creepier side of me, um, yes, Bo, you had that intrigued look on your face. (laughs) I am the special occasion. Um, (laughs) Two of the painters, like if I was going to talk about like art and painting, two of the painters that i have always liked their paintings are H.R. Giger, the man who designed the aliens for Alien. Okay. And and also, um, what was the other movie? Species. Uh, the aliens from that were based on some of his drawings and, and his artwork. And then William Blake who would do a lot of the paintings, um, you know, related to kind of ideas of heaven and hell and, and things like that. And just kind of the visual style of those two artists, um, you know, the, the demon that you see in that scene and just some of the other, like the faces of the people and, and things like that. I'm like, it just, it reminds me of that so much. And mm-hmm. then, When I went and kind of after them, after watching the movie, when I started to kind of dig into it a little bit, I did read several times. It's like, Oh yeah, the, the director, um, used the artwork of a William Blake and HR Giger and Francis Bacon and, um, some famous photographers as their influences for what the visuals of the film were going to look like. I was like, Oh, okay. That makes total sense.
1: Mm -hmm. It all fits together.
2: And then you get that scene where he's, you know, he's in the bathtub and he's, he thinks he's freezing, but he's actually burning up and everybody's bringing in the oh. ice to try to help him out. And, and that yeah. was, that was pretty intense too.
1: That was. And again, I I want to get to the ending because I, I don't want to say what I think <laughs> the ending was. I want to hear what you guys say. Cause I want to make sure I got the ending right. But then that just kind of casts all this other stuff in a different, in a different light, if you will.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, why don't we, cause, cause we can, we can play with time in this movie a little bit because most of the rest of the movie is this kind of jumping back and forth. Um, you know, he's not doing so well. And then all of a sudden you kind of have this conspiracy theory of some of his old buddies show up from Vietnam and right. they, they start telling him that something's off. And one of them says, I'm seeing, I think I'm seeing demons Um, something's following me and he dies in a a car explosion. And apparently the doctor that had died in an explosion as well. And basically what I've learned from this, from watching this movie and watching Homeland recently is I'm going to get one of those remote starters for my car.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Or turn it on and jump out the door.
2: Yeah. I don't think, especially if I was like a CIA agent or anything like that, I don't think I would actually ever start my car from inside the car. No, just uh, that's what I've learned. And watching all these shows, I, I'm going to get one of those remote starters and never be in my car when I start it up.
1: Yeah, I think that makes the most sense. Yeah.
2: Um. So knowing that, like the 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 back end of this movie, you 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 get taken along this path where you think it's a conspiracy theory, um, mm-hmm. and then it it takes that. You know, you kinda of follow that for a little bit and you're like, Oh, okay, all right, okay. This so, oh, so this goes back to the drug thing or the chemical warfare thing that happened in Vietnam and <laughs> now he's working this out with his buddies and and they're gonna go try to explore this option with this lawyer and and you kinda of follow that for a little bit, but then that thread like comes to a screeching halt too when he ends up in the hospital scene and yes. I, basically in the hospital they tell him he's dead. Right. Like he's he's flat up told, No, you're dead. You're not alive anymore, you're dead. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of at that point in the movie, like I, and and that's one of the things I liked about this movie was that it actually surprised me. Like, I didn't think I thought everything he was seeing up until that point was just hallucinations of a damaged mind. Right. And then when it got to that point, I was like, that makes absolute sense. Like the doctor telling him that I, I don't think the doctor's lying to him. I don't think the doctor is exaggerating. I think he really is dead. I think he's dead, and I think that this is him working through, you know, being that earlier conversation of, you know, the whether they are angels or demons. You know, the more you try to hold on to your life, the more you are going to be tormented. Okay. And I kept thinking. Now, I didn't, I didn't picture it as him being, um, you know, when you get to the very end of the movie, I didn't picture it as him being still back in Vietnam, and and all of this is taking place while they are operating on him in the field hospital in Vietnam. But at this point in the movie, when he's in the hospital, I'm like, Oh, this is a, and and I almost kind of made the connection. I was like, this is kind of a, what dreams may come kind of deal. Uh That's really cool. And that's kind of what hit me. And, and, and it surprised me. Like I was not expecting that. I just thought this was kind of like a psychological thrill, thriller deal. I didn't, I didn't think the supernatural part of it was actually supernatural. I thought they were going to play it up as just being a psychological thing and that he was seeing all this. But then when it added that layer to it, it's like, no, actually these are actual demons or angels that are, you know, carrying him through this experience and and trying to either help him or torment him as he's going through to the other side. So
1: I need to, I need to rewatch this thing.
2: (laughs) I need to rewatch this thing. Like I'm sitting here, and I feel like I've just. uh, Well, jump to the end. Jump to the end, Pat. Tell me. Tell me what you think. Let's jump to the end because this uses this jumps around with time anyway. So let's let's do it. Let's jump to the end.
0: Time is irrelevant,
1: man. I know. Yeah. Well, here's. uh, Dang it. Tell me what you thought it was.
2: Okay, so here's what I
1: thought it was. I thought we were watching this thing, and I was bouncing back and forth like everything you're saying. I'm like, okay, I'm I'm tracking with it, and I'm like, okay, it's a this movie, it's a that movie, it's a you know there's angels and demons are real the way we think of them in the i said john constantine a few minutes ago like you know in in the in the comic book movie type things i was ready for freddie to jump out you know or whatever okay that's not it all right so this is a ptsd movie okay that's all right okay well it's not really that okay it's a conspiracy movie all right he found this guy and um You know, um, the guy's like, dude, I've been trying to track you down. They're coming for you. And okay, so it's a conspiracy. Okay, now I got that. Then all of a sudden he's going home and there's the bellhop at the door letting him in. And then there's the reuniting with his kid who he lost. And then the end, I thought he was at like an army surgical hospital in the jungle somewhere and they couldn't save his life. And that whole thing was. Him on the gurney, you know, kind of like my life, real or imagined, flashed before my eyes. But then I was like, well, that's kind of the way I saw it. But then I also thought, okay, well, a good variation of that could have been, you know, maybe they did use the experimental drugs on him, like some sort of a super soldier project. And this was his hallucination. Mm -hmm. Like that that was kind of where I was at. That's what I got to, you know, so... I don't know if I'm right or wrong or off or on with that, but uh, that, that was up until we started the podcast. That's what I thought the (laughs) ending was about.
2: Yeah. Well, and I think we're on similar tracks because that was the way I took the end of this movie was that the entire movie had taken place between the moments when he was stabbed with the bayonet and Mm -hmm. when he dies on the hospital bed in the field hospital in Vietnam. Okay. Like that, everything else took place in that time. You know, so whatever it might have been, like an hour, couple hours, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that this entire stretch of everything he experienced happened during that, and was it actual angels and demons, or was it a result of whatever this chemical was, or if it was a drug experiment, or or whatever it might have been? Um, I think that's purpose purposefully left open-ended like that Mm -hmm. so that we can decide what we want to decide. Um, you know, when it comes to that and I think really either way you want to take that doesn't detract from the movie at all. No, like I think it's, I I still think it's a great movie, whether it's a, you know, drug induced frenzied hallucination as he's being operated on and ultimately dying or, or whether it's a, spiritual battle that is heightened by drugs that were in his system or chemicals that were in his system. And this entire thing has been a supernatural battle for his soul the entire time. And whichever huh. way you want to take it, if it's one, the other, or a combination of both, I'm cool. Got it. I'm good with any of those. I leaned a little bit more towards it being a, I got, for a portion of the time. I actually, until they put up that little, uh, that little title screen at the end of the movie, I kind of right. forgot about the drug stuff in Vietnam Right. I was like, eh, the drug thing that doesn't, I'm not as interested in that. Like I'm interested in the, in the kind of spiritual supernatural side of this. Um, right. You know, is there drug stuff in here too? Sure. But yeah, you know, that's not, that's not what was, what was pulling me into the story. It doesn't detract from the story wow. for me, but it's not what pulled me in. So I'm Got I'm it. good either way, no matter what it is, I would like to think, you know, just for my own personal take on the movie i like to think that it was an entirely it was actually angels demons him fighting for his life fighting for his soul and going through the process of you know according to this movie's mythology going through the process of being forced to let go of your life in order to move on Mm -hmm. and 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 maybe that means having that life pried out of your hands forcibly right so that was my take. I mean, I think our takes on the end of the movie are not too different from each other. I think we're still pretty okay. close.
1: Yeah. What about you,
2: yeah. Are you, Are you kind of along the same lines? or?
0: Yeah, I mean I, I definitely thought that it was all that the hallucinations were based on the drug thing. I was definitely leaning on that as a reason. Um, but I was definitely there that it all took place you know instead of his life flashing before his eyes also the things he wished he had done flashed before his eyes mm-hmm. you know see his kid again mm-hmm. hung out, like so here's an interesting one that I was like did Jezzy really exist ever like was she a real person mm-hmm. or was she because there's a couple times when he wakes up and he's a little disoriented so there's part of me that was like what is this is this what he wished he had done or is this something he did do Mm -hmm. because they never really dug into that and I think on purpose I think they left it ambiguous for a reason
1: Mm mm-hmm Wow. Yeah, I
0: mean, we're all certainly in the same ballpark with it. It's just different sides of the same coin.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wow, what a story! What yeah, like what what a film! Like a man. Well, I, I mean, this one honestly, I got to watch it a second time before I go too much more with opinion because, well, not opinion. It was great, but breaking it down because I feel like there's just so much that I'm missing.
0: Very dense, without a doubt.
1: Yeah,
0: a lot going on
2: here yeah and you have the I mean you have a lot of the there's obviously that supernatural the the biblical aspect to it a lot of the names are biblical names you know Gabe Gabriel uh, Jacob Sarah Jesse being Jezebel um, you know the, the name of the movie itself Jacob's Ladder um, and you know you have that layer kind of added on to it too which I don't think is, it's there if you want to see it. I don't think it's overbearing. Like some movies, they can get a little overbearing with that. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think it's, I think it's just a layer that's on top of the movie. And if you want to, if you want to sit there and chuckle every time you hear somebody with a biblical name, then you'd be like, oh, okay, Michael, sure. Yeah, I got you. But uh, yeah, no, I, I, and I think all of those, all of those kind of tease out the idea of there, there is something, if you want to, if you want to look at it that way, there is something that you can take about that character and understand what they're there for. Right. You know, um, the character of character of Jezebel, you know, was somebody that, uh, the biblical character of Jezebel was somebody that, you know, um, did a lot of, pretty terrible things, um, mm-hmm. you know, in, in the accounts that, that she's in and, um, you know, not a nice person at all and kind of a little bit of a little bit of a temptress. And, um, so you kind of get the idea that that's, you know, she doesn't like the name Jezebel. She'd prefer to go by Jesse cause she thinks that's ridiculous. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, it's there. And that's a little piece of her character is that, you know, she is, in certain ways, she is kind of tempting him away from or, or pulling him away from the life that he knew when he was alive. You know, she doesn't want him to, to be sad. She doesn't want him to think about his former family. Um, mm-hmm. You know, she wants him to, to just get completely pulled away from all that. Um, you know, and I think that's just another kind of fun layer on the movie that if you want to see it, you can. If you don't want to see it, you don't have to. Yeah. Yeah. And I like it when a movie like this is, uh, you know, for, for lack of a better analogy, there's like an onion as you start to pull back the different layers. You know, (sighs) if you, if you want, if you want to go into that a little bit further, you absolutely can. It's one of those movies where you have the opportunity to look at it purely as a horror movie and it is a creepy horror movie, Yep. but you can go so much deeper with this movie and there are so many different facets to it that you can, you can go as deep as you want. And I'm sure we can watch this. I'm going to go back and watch it again. Um, like you said, Pat, because there's just there's so much I feel like I missed. Yeah. That yes. I feel like I could watch this movie three, four times and still be finding stuff.
1: Yeah. and And like you said, so many facets, but put together in a cohesive way. You know, it's not like. Oh, well, this half of the film was done by this director and this half of the film was when they fired that director and put the other director in. And this half of the film was what the committee decided should be in there. It was like it had an even hand. You know, it was it was definitely a, a clear vision. So. Yeah. Yeah. Outstanding movie. Yeah. Outstanding movie. Jeez Louise. That was a great movie.
2: Yeah. I did get to the end, and I, I did ask myself this question, Pat. Yeah. Could it be Satan? <laughs> <laughs> and yes, it could be, and it probably was. Oh man, my pal! That was uh, that was one of the ideas. Actually, one of the before we get into our, like three questions and the other stuff, that was one of the original ideas in the I think the original screenplay was the writer wanted these demons to look more demonic. Like he wanted them to like have full on like horns and cloven hooves and, you know, pitchforks, like all kinds of other stuff. He wanted it to be much more like something out of a William Blake painting. Um, and the director was like, mm, no, I, I think we can do this a little more subtly and still have it be terrifying. Yeah. And, oh, and I'll say absolutely. Like I, I just, I keep going back to the faces in the windows. I'm like, that's, I think had you gone the other direction, it would have seemed campy and ridiculous. Right. But the way they did it, the grounding it in, you know, cause then you kept, you kept guessing like you didn't know, <laughs> like we didn't know, we didn't know this was a, is this a psychological horror? Is it a supernatural horror? Yeah. Are we dealing with someone's mind? Are we dealing with external forces? We don't know because it's all grounded in things that look realistic. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. Yes. No. Great, great movie. And, and I, I really hope anybody that was listening to this that you actually did stop and go watch it before, um, you know, before you listen to our episode because otherwise we just gave the whole thing away.
1: Yeah. I uh,
0: ruined a few things. If that, I, uh, I was <laughs> going to go
2: on Netflix right now. There's a 2019 remake. Hmm. So they did a remake of this still called Jacob's ladder. And I thought I might've had time in the last day or two, to be able to watch mm-hmm. it. I did not, but I, I would be wow. curious to go see that. I probably am going to go watch this one again before I watch the remake. Um, yeah, But I would be curious to see how the remake took it. That was the other thing I was thinking about too, because the remake apparently also still deals with someone who is coming back from war, but does that change things? You know, we, we kind of have this image in our head of the Vietnam war and not that yeah. I mean, the famous phrase war is hell it's always that way. So it's, it's not necessarily like one war or someone's experience of a war is, is any worse than another necessarily. Um, but I wonder if with this remake, I think in, in our, in our national consciousness to use a, you know, $20 phrase, um, I think that we view the Vietnam war as something that's always going to be a black spot on the history Mm -hmm. of the country. And the way that people were treated when they came back from the Vietnam war. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure that you get the same. What's the word I'm looking for? I'm not sure you get the same psychological aspect of this movie. Mm -hmm. When the person coming back from war is not coming back from the Vietnam war. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. I think that there's a lot more conch, um, General awareness, I think is the word I'm looking for, of PTSD and things now, though. So I feel like there's more discussion about it. Yeah. So I think maybe that's why you could still set it today and have it still resonate
2: yeah. I think I just feel like the the Vietnam war and, and maybe that's just from movies and TV shows and everything else. I feel like when I think of a war that has a lot of psychological damage associated with it, I immediately think of Vietnam. And maybe that's sure. just because we grew up immediately following the Vietnam war. Um, yeah. it, not that there's not psychological damage in modern wars too, cause there certainly is. Um, but I, I just wonder if it's not as effective as part of the plot. If the person, if it's not related to Vietnam,
1: yeah i i think it depends on what people you know how people experience it and that was the one thing i kind of bumped on with the movie was i'm like man this could have been a fantastic movie about post-traumatic stress disorder and it was kind of used in and i'm not saying that it would ruin the movie it nothing like i don't i'm this is it's like a blip it's like like a fly on a horse's patoot when this this reaction here but it was like yeah it's it's almost like they kind of sensationalized the p t s d thing and I guess I you know I almost am like, man, I want these guys to make a movie with like no supernatural in it or even a hint of supernatural. it's just dealing with p t s d you know whatever that is, and just kind of kind of shine a light on that you know um that that was what and like I said, I kind of bumped a little bit like okay are they I, Okay, if this is post traumatic stress, you know, are they sensationalizing it a little too much? Like I said, it was just a little thing that I kind of bumped on. Um, and and I also think that you know, with just the different, like you said, the different outlooks of the wars, the Vietnam War as opposed to the Gulf War and the War in Afghanistan and all that kind of thing, it's just you know we're not dealing with a draft like it was in Vietnam. It were, you know, there's, there's differences, but I think on the flip side, I think that sometimes it like, uh, with the contemporary wars, it's easy just to say, Hey, thank you for your service and have it just be kind of like something you say, but you'd really don't put the thought behind it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's why we feel a little bit more removed from it. Um, Just because, oh, well, that's what soldiers do. They go off and they fight. And this is not me saying this, but I mean, I think society, but we can still go on and get our like, you know, play video games and watch Netflix and live our lives normally because, okay, the people that decided to become soldiers are going and fighting the war for us so we can be a little bit more removed from it if we choose to be. And I, I think that's a kind of a distinction, you know, a distinction as well. I don't know, just some ramblings thinking about the movie from that aspect with the, you know, the, the post-traumatic stress because of war.
2: Right. Well,
1: some thoughts with that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, before we get into our three questions, I did want to read uh, this. I had, I had found this list in a couple of different places and, and this one's on IMDB in the trivia section for this movie. Um, I wanted to read to you some of the scenes that were either removed or edited or changed, um, or written into the original script, but, but never filmed necessarily um, that the director ended up either taking out or changing them in some way. And uh, so I'm, I'll read through the list. You, you tell me if you think these should have been uh, added back into the movie or not, or, or if they, they should have been included. So uh, first one during the dance scene, all of the dancers turn into demons. During one of his Vietnam flashbacks, Jacob has a vision of a celestial staircase accompanied by heavenly music. Uh, Jacob watches a reverend on TV who rants about the world coming to an end. Jacob sees an image of a demon on the wall of his living room, which when he looks closely at it becomes a portal to hell. Hmm. A scene following the antidote sequence in which the ceiling explodes and Jacob is surrounded by a vision of heaven and a different ending where Jesse turns herself inside out and transforms into a huge demon, which Jacob has to fight before ascending to heaven.
0: Huh. Mm. I don't like the last one.
2: No. No, I'm I'm actually okay with. I, I'm totally fine with the way the movie ended.
0: Yeah, I think that the pushing the heaven stuff maybe takes a little away from what they were trying to say.
2: Mm-hmm. You yeah. mean you mean the ending that's in there? Yeah. Okay. So you didn't you didn't care for the ending as much?
0: Well. No, I, I the ending they put in there was fine. I think the other alternate endings pushed the heaven a little harder on okay. you, mm-hmm. where like the whole stairway thing is a little played out. Mm-hmm. The you know stuff like that. I think what they did was fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think to change any of that changes the message a little bit, ending wise. Yeah and i don't know that you needed you know I'm trying to figure out how to say this i don't know that you needed more demons i think you had just enough demons mm-hmm. like
1: yeah <laughs> because otherwise then yes. it becomes on the nose then it becomes like the well, devil's advocate right Where- then mm-hmm. is it a farce of itself at some point and
2: for some it- reason that sounds like a really twisted children's book <laughs> just enough demons right
0: but <laughs> That's, you know, I was trying to say it more eloquently, but realistically, that's what I'm thinking. They had plenty of demons.
2: No, I, 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 I totally agree with you. Like, I, I'm reading through this list, and I'm like, all the dancers turn into... No. Uh, something explodes, and you see a vision of heaven? No.
0: Not necessary. Yeah.
2: you need to see a portal to hell. No. Does he need to fight an a inside-out Jesse to get it? No. <laughs> like, that's, that's what I liked about this movie was it was a subtle, it was a very subtle sense of, is it, I don't know. Do I need to know? No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's what I liked about this movie is it was not too much of anything in any one direction, but it right. was all, it just, that, that should be my one word for how this movie makes me feel, or at least how I feel this movie did. I, my one word for that would be balanced. Like I felt this was a very well balanced movie yeah all right well do we have anything else we want to say before we jump into our three questions i got to see this movie
1: again i watched it i paid attention i wasn't on my phone and i felt like i didn't see it i know like it's 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 it's
0: dense man it is i'm not saying we watch a bunch of slouch movies around here because that's not what i'm saying right but wow
2: yeah (laughs) yeah yeah, this one. There's some. There's some stuff. This one mm. demands a repeat viewing. Oh yeah. Um, and, and and we didn't mention this before, but the actors in this movie. I mean, Tim Robbins. Oh yeah. Right up to this point, he was basically Bull Durham. That I mean, it was comedy up to this point. It was it was the uh, Cadillac Man. It was Bull Durham, and and then he goes into this. I'm like, wow, <laughs> that's that's quite a departure, there, friend
1: right? I don't know, Mav. I think that MIG really messed him up. I don't think he can <laughs> land this thing.
2: Oh, he landed it. Oh, he did. Mm-hmm. And everybody, like every single one of them, the Elizabeth Pena, you know, her uh, Jazzy, her character. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, every single one of these, I can't think of a single performance in this movie that left me thinking, huh, Oh, well, that was unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wish, and now I, I know it's, you know, kind of considered a cult classic now. It just, it makes me feel, and, and maybe, maybe we wouldn't have been coming to this if it hadn't been, you know, hadn't reached the cult classic kind of status. But, uh, I, I kind of wish this movie had done a little bit better, you know, just for the people who made it originally, I wish this movie had done a little bit better for them. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and I hope that they appreciate the fact that they made a great movie. Yeah. I hope they know that. And if they don't know that, hopefully they're listening to our show while they're mowing their lawns, if people are still doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And still needs mowing. Yep. Even in quarantine. Alright, well, on that note, we got some three questions. I want to play a game. You
0: travel by question. What's your favorite scary
1: movie? What, well, cycles or... They look like psychos. Is that what they look like? They were vampires. Psychos do not explode when sunlight hits them. I don't give a f how crazy they are.
0: Please, mister, this is insane. Boy, the next word that comes out of your mouth better be some brilliant. Because it's definitely getting chiseled on your tombstone.
2: Alright. I I love. I love October. Like it's just I, I I wish Dennis would be able to join us. Dennis might be joining us next week. I don't know. I got to find out, but um, I I know he loves a good horror movie too, but I just, I don't know, man. I I like Halloween. I like October. So it's just, I'm kind of in my happy place right now. Mm -hmm. All right. Question number one. And once again, I did not share these questions with you gentlemen ahead of time. uh, Just so we get the, the, the raw answers. Um, As as Smeagol said, give it to us raw and wriggling. And and here we go. Here's your raw and wriggling three questions. Um, Question number one, what's your favorite Tim Robbins movie? Before watching this one, I would have said Shawshank Redemption.
0: Yeah, Shawshank's gotta be up there.
2: This one's up there now. Tim Robbins. In fact, I'm going to do it. I'm going to say this one. Well played. Well played. And that's, I mean, to, to, in my mind, I I love Shawshank Redemption. To dethrone Shawshank shows how much I enjoyed this movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a solid movie. Yeah.
2: I feel like for him as an actor, you get to see more of a range from him in this movie than you do in Shawshank. Mm-hmm. he's very not all the time, but he's very flat. And and I don't mean that in a negative way. His character is just very, you know, he, he seems and on purpose, he seems kind of like resigned the whole movie of like, I'm here, I'm biding my time. I, but you don't, I don't feel like you get much of a range in terms of, of acting from him in Shawshank, even though it's a great movie. Um, so I, I think I got to go with this one because I mean, he acts the heck out of this movie.
1: Mm, yes, agreed. So, what have
2: you guys got? What's your favorite Tim Robbins movie?
1: Where are you going, Bo? That's
0: hard. I you say Tim Robbins, the first movie that pops into my head is um, Twister.
2: Okay.
1: Okay.
0: Don't know why. So you know, Mike gut instinct might be to say twister
1: okay well if you say twister i'll take shawshank redemption and then we got the best you know
0: sounds like a plan to me of course top gun yeah
1: yeah top gun is in a category all by itself but i'll say shawshank
2: okay you're not going to go with the president in austin powers the spy who shagged me Ah.
1: Nope, nope. I'm going to keep that one on the list, but uh, not top.
2: Not top. Okay, fair enough.
1: The spy who shagged me.
2: (laughs) Oh, behave.
0: How do I tell them I've lost my inner monologue?
2: (laughs) I hope I didn't just say that out loud just now. (laughs) Having problems controlling the volume (laughs) of my voice. (laughs) That's not mine. That's,
1: that's not, not my, my bag, bag baby. <laughs> that's, that's not mine. <laughs> it's the, the Swedish 2000 and me. Yeah. <laughs> that is my bag, baby, by Austin Powers.
2: <laughs> oh, can't wait till we get to that one, too.
1: Austin okay. Danger Powers.
2: <laughs> I still do occasionally with Jeff when we'd be at school. I would pass it by in the hallway. I'd be like, hey, there you are. Do I know you? No, but that's where you are. You're there. <laughs> nice. Alright, question number two. Favorite movie revolving around the idea of heaven and hell or angels and demons?
0: Um uh uh uh, wasn't necessarily a movie, it was a miniseries. Um
2: You don't say.
1: (laughs) Yeah, give me a second. (laughs) I'll never forget Can I say can I say gladiator? Cause there was kind of that going through the door type thing. That count? Are you going to let it, John, or are you going to push it? Are you going to push it? I'm. Uh,
2: this movie okay. was, this movie was dense. I think I got to push it. How about the end of Titanic? I really the
1: what they, how they depict things in Titanic. <laughs> it's simple,
2: uh-huh.
1: but I found it effective.
2: Uh-huh. Uh,
1: you're pushing, and I'm not going in the direction you're pushing. Yeah, are you?
2: I think I'm gonna keep pushing. <sighs> How about? I, what dreams may come is always. I like. I've always loved that movie. Yeah. You know. What
1: just, about What about DC's Legends of Tomorrow? Will you let me <laughs> put that in there no, for its depiction of hell? No. Have you seen all the DC Legends of Tomorrow? No, not yet. Okay, then I got to be careful because I might be spoiling
2: stuff. Okay, don't don't spoil for me.
1: All right. What about Good Omens?
2: I still have not watched that yet. Oh, so good. Okay. So good. Nobody's adjustment. Nobody's adjustment. Gonna, oh yeah, that's a good one. Adjustment Bureau. Yeah. Nice. Nobody's going with Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey.
1: You're going with
0: Bill and Ted's <laughs> Bogus Journey. Bam. Has anyone seen Face the Music yet? No,
2: no not yet. Have,
0: have, have you? No.
2: I've I've heard good things. <laughs>
0: I am, I am looking forward to it.
2: But no, I have not watched it yet. I, I might have to go. What dreams may come, although. Okay. So I'm going to say what dreams may come, but my runner up is just because the first time I watched it, it was hilarious or, or let me back that up for a second. Christopher Walken was hilarious in this movie. Um, my, my runner up might be the movie called the prophecy. Huh. it's a movie in which um, Christopher Walken plays the angel Gabriel. Hilarious. Yeah. He plays the angel Gabriel mm-hmm. and he's decided that, um, uh, Lucifer failed the first time around when he tried to rebel and he thinks he can do better.
1: He's going to up, up the
2: game there. So he's kind of caught between the forces of heaven and the forces of hell. And he's kind of doing his own little, uh, little rebellion. And so it's kind of a, there are good angels, there are bad angels and, Um, yeah, it's just some of the stuff that Christopher Walken does in that movie. I I remember just laughing out loud, even though they weren't necessarily funny scenes, just the way he does them. They're funny scenes. He he he, kind of, it's funny, but kind of like Christopher Walken, awkward, funny. Okay. Like you're laughing, but you know, someone's about to die. (laughs) And I feel like when I, when my voice went up a couple of octaves there, I, I almost pulled a Christopher Walken. You're laughing. Your dog, you don't know yeah. your, your dog has no tail. <laughs> he took that watch. <laughs> yes. he, I, I knew somebody was going to go there. Uncomfortable <laughs> hunk of metal. <laughs> Two years. <laughs> and now, little man, I give it to you.
1: Uh, All right.
2: Any other thoughts? Angels, no, I, demons, I, heaven, hell.
1: I'll stick with the Adjustment Bureau. Okay. Oh, wait. Okay. Waiting. What about what about The Good Place? Yeah, you could do that. I'm, I dug The Good Place. I still need to watch the final season. Okay. And I'm probably going to have to get a trial run of NBA, or whatever their special streaming thing is mm-hmm. to view the, the final season. Because I don't know if it's coming to Netflix, but okay. Good Place is, I enjoy.
2: Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, all right. Okay. Question number three. Uh, this is more of a, it's more of a a personal question. Uh, how are you handling quarantine Halloween? Mm. Like we, we tend to like to go trick or treating. Like it's one of our favorite things to do and, and the, the children, I'm not saying the adults do, but the children like to dress up. Um, and maybe, maybe the adults sometimes do too. Um, so it's like one of our favorite things to do but there's no way in the middle of a quarantine that I'm going out and gathering candy from other people's houses. So we're trying to come up with a plan for maybe like an, an internal Halloween party within our house. So we're we're trying to kind of come up with some good ideas for that. And uh, my sister is, is pretty good. Uh, She also enjoys the Halloween. And uh, so she's trying to come up with some stuff that we can do together with the kids, but it's uh, it's going to be a different Halloween than what we're used to. And Halloween tends to be one of our kind of one of our favorite times of year. So uh, are you guys doing anything? Because I know you guys are, are being as cautious or more so than my family is. So are you guys doing anything for Halloween or?
1: We will do something. It will probably be an internal type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, uh, you know, we might have the kids go see the grandparents, uh, you know, to see the costumes and whatnot. Yeah. I don't know that we're gonna be going around and collecting candy. Right. Um, you know. It's a perfect time
2: th- to wear masks.
1: It's a perfect time to wear masks. Um oh, there's so much I could say, but we're recording. <laughs> um you know, so uh yeah, I uh I we'll probably do something like what you were saying. We'll have something fun here, we'll do something. I mean, we could even like you know, dude, guys, we're going to watch a movie and you get to like, cause we've got so much candy. Like we just sorted through the candy and then Dominic needed some candy for an ex, uh, a remote learning ex, science experiment. Mm-hmm. So the candy that we had like packed away to like get rid of came out and suddenly Danielle's like, wait, I like this. No, this is to go back into my candy bag. I like, so we've got candy coming out our ears. <laughs> we'll leave it family friendly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't know, like I'll, I'll just go and, they can just knock on various doors of the house and then I'll like jump out and give them candy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And that's quirky enough that they'd laugh and and all that, or maybe we'll watch a movie or, you know what I'm saying? We'll, 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 we'll just keep it real,
2: but yeah,
1: yeah, I, I I know there's lots of talk going around that, um, you know, is it uh, time to open things up and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, and I, I just, I don't know what's really changed since the last, so we're, we're going to, we're going to play kind of play cautious.
2: Pat, my response to that is. Could it be
1: <laughs> oh, perfect response. Mm-hmm. Perfect response.
2: <laughs> All right. Well, I, Bo, are you, you, you said that you're probably just hanging out and.
0: We're going to hope to avoid people coming to our house. Yeah. We'll see how that goes for us. Yeah yeah you know you don't want to get egged either there's well, still you know so we have to have true. a plan i don't know what that plan
2: looks like yeah but. that is also true yeah well and the nice thing is i guess for our neighborhood is we live on kind of a little dead-end street and at the last several years we used to have a bunch of people that would come to our house in the last several years really not many at all so mm-hmm. I, we are not a we're in
0: a we're in a similar situation with a yeah. dead-end street and so it tends to uh
1: be a little less for yeah. whatever reason.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, there's m-
1: not uh, sad about that.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Our block isn't super active. I mean, we know the families in our immediate across the street and neighbors and all that kind of stuff. Um, but you go up the block and it rapidly gets into homes more set back. There is isn't like a curb and a sidewalk walking up to the front door. The mm-hmm. homes are set back a little bit more. The lights are out. You know, you get a people that are a little bit older. Not that I have a problem with older people, but older people that don't like kids, you know. Right. So so that becomes an issue. We actually had, because in our neighborhood, it's it turn your light on if you want to be up for trick-or-treating.
2: Right. That's how it always and, was when I was growing up.
1: Yeah. And so we, we went to this one house last year and they're like, oh, the light's on. And we walked up and the kids rang the doorbell and there was someone sitting in there. They're just sitting there. So mm-hmm. the kids ring the doorbell again. Ladies just sitting there. I was like, well, what do I, I just like just knock slightly on the door and we'll see door knocks. Woman gets up. I'm like, oh, Tammy, here here, here she comes. She gets up, walks around the couch because you can see right into the living room, mm-hmm. walks over to the front door. Suddenly the light winks out uh-huh. and she goes walking back and sits down. I'm just like, oh, my gosh, that is such I'm sorry. That's just kind of a
2: <laughs> jerk move.
1: That's, you know, and so at least come out and say something. Yeah, like, I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. It was really, you know. Yeah. So I I hope I did the right thing and said, all right, guys, don't worry about it. Let's go. And I didn't. I'm hoping I didn't do the wrong thing and say, "Okay, guys, let's go and then just make fun of the person. So hopefully I did the right thing with the kids. But yeah, it's always an adventure with the with the trick or treating.
2: And then you came back later that night and left a flaming bag of something on the doorstep.
1: Oh, yeah, completely. Oh yeah, that
2: seems like your style. That's what yes. got to do? It's, <laughs> yep, there it is. That, that totally sounds like Pat to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All, uh, all right. Well, gentlemen, this has been a fun one. Like this was a movie I was yeah. not expecting. No, uh, you know, it was on our list. I knew nothing about it and I was like, oh, "Okay, we get to that one and I'm sure we'll have some stuff to say about it." But yeah, I mean, it was <sighs> I was I was not expecting to enjoy this movie as much as I did. So, I was yeah. pleasantly surprised with fantastic. this fantastic fantastic movie great movie i
0: like it when one can sneak up on you still you know
2: yeah absolutely and and one deserving of a rewatch, like we said this one is so yes yeah, so hopefully you watched this movie before listening to us um if not go watch it right now hopefully we maybe confused you enough that you didn't you know <laughs> you, you we didn't give right. it away too much because you're still confused um hopefully you're not right.
0: taking notes while we're talking that that, that, would, that would be a bad call don't
2: do that burn right. the notes you know don't <laughs> Don't take notes. Um, So, yes. So, coming up uh, for the rest of this month, we've got Tremors is our next one. And then we finish off with Misery. Yes. And it's going to be fun stuff. And then in November, we've got our Tribute to Australia Month, uh, which really technically there's only two Australian movies in this one, but the other one's called Men at Work. So, I figured that that fit. Um, So, yes. In November, we've got uh, Quigley Down Under. Rescuers, there's a lot of Down Under going on here uh, rescuers yeah. down under men at work and then we are going to finish off the month of november with the uh, with an episode on the album teenage mutant ninja turtles coming out of their shells tour <laughs> nice so that's gonna be a fun one i have not listened to that entire album for many 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 years but i did have somebody send me an, a, a digital copy of it not that long ago and i was like oh yeah. man i i remember these songs Yes. Some of them are so very early nineties and I remember these. Yeah. But it's, it's good stuff. All right. Well, if you want to find out more about our show, go to 30 podcast.com. That's three zero podcast.com. We are at 30 podcast on most of the different social media outlets. Our voicemail line. If you want to give a call in and share some feedback on a movie that we are, that we have done, are doing, will be doing, um, haven't even thought of talking about yet. If you want to just call and say hi we'd love to hear from you our voicemail yes. line is eight seven two three five six six eight four three so we would love cool. to hear from you all that stuff is on our website too so you can go there uh, and check all that stuff out and um hopefully we'll hear from you soon so uh thank you Bo. thank you pat thank, thank you, you john. john so we hope you all have a, <laughs> a very very spooky spooky month of october and um be excellent to each other go watch some spooky movies And we'll see you back here next time.